welcome to the Unfiltered Empowered Woman. I am your host, Ellen, and I am a female empowerment coach. That means that I help you stop people-pleasing, stop being controlled by anxiety and overthinking, breaking your bad habits, and stop letting food rule your life. It's time for you to take your power back and become an empowered woman. In this podcast, I will show you the unfiltered version of myself and my guests. You know, the stuff that we can't put on Instagram. I want to show you how living unfiltered means you can take that power back and live a truly empowered life. Now let's dig in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. This week, I want to talk about something that I have been reflecting a lot on lately and doing so much research about learning about listening to podcasts and just it's just something that I think is so cool and I think that you're gonna think it's really cool as well (laughs) and that is the addiction that we have created to stress and being busy and I've done a few polls on this on my Instagram stories because I want to see like how many people are aware of this how many people feel like this how common is it like obviously we can only see the world from our own personal lens so we are always most of the time going to think that we are the only people experiencing this we're the only people overthinking we're the only people feeling anxious we're the only people who get stressed and because we have been so accustomed to it we're so used to feeling like that it's like our new normal It's like how we always feel. I'm just a person who's stressed. I'm just a person who likes gossip. I'm just a person who gets a lot of anxiety. Because how are you meant to know any different? You only know what you know, right? So that's why I wanted to talk about stress this week. Stress, drama, anxiety, whatever you want to call it. Do we need it? Yes, we need stress to get shit done to get out of bed, to go to the gym, to do things like this, for example. There's no way I could get to a CrossFit workout if I couldn't increase my stress in my body. I would just be like, nah, I'm going to fall asleep here. You couldn't get out of bed in the morning if you didn't get an increase in cortisol when you open your eyes. You wouldn't. You would just fall asleep again. So not all stress is bad, just like not all anxiety is bad. Some anxiety is good because it does remind like alerts the body that this is something that's dangerous this is something that we need to be stressed like worried about something that we need to pay attention and be a bit more careful so I think stress and anxiety gets a very bad rep and people thinking that they're really bad but a little bit is actually essential so with the human evolution we have evolved for thousands of thousands of years and there's so many things that we used to have that we no longer have for example, um, oh, I can't think of anything at the time. Well, super hairy, like hair all over our bodies, for example, like monkeys, like really thick hair on the body. Well, we don't really need that at the time. So over time, we have gotten less and less hairy. For example, like I'm sure there's better answer at the, that I could have written, described, but you get my point. What we don't need, the nature will get naturally get rid of. But because we still have stress, because we still have anxiety, because we still have emotions like sadness, anger, disappointment, because we still have those feelings, that means that they are important, that they are doing something in our bodies. If our bodies truly felt like they didn't need them, they would, our bodies would get rid of them. 
but because they're still there, that means that they're important. So instead of just demonizing these things and saying that they're really bad, how about we instead learn how to work with them? So first of all, let, let's look at where does this addiction, which it actually is, to stress and anxiety actually comes from, where it actually comes from. So this, you're not just born being in a certain way, thinking in a certain way, reacting in a certain way. You, If you've listened to a few of my podcasts now, you will know that you think like you do, you react like you do, your habits are like they are, your beliefs about yourself are like they are, and your beliefs about the world, your lens is formed in your early childhood years, so especially in those early, early years of zero to seven. It's where you form most of your subconscious mind. And if you have grown up in an environment where you have been told that you're the good girl because you're always working hard and you're always getting straight A's and you're always super high achieving, I never have to worry about you. Well, there's a very high chance that you're going to grow up thinking that the only way that you can be good enough, the only way you can show or be validated and feel loved is by performing, is by working really hard. This could also be from parents never sitting down. If they were always doing things, every time you're on holiday, were they always hiking? Were they always saying, we need to do this, this and this? We need to plan out the whole day full of activities. We can't just sit still by the pool and lazy. that's lazy and that's, that's wasting our holidays. If you grew up in a household where there was a lot of anxiety, where maybe your parents were going through a divorce, maybe they were always fighting, maybe you and your brother were always fighting, maybe you moved around a lot so you never really got the time to settle down. You know, all of these things are going to create a lot of stress and it's going to create anxiety. And like I've said in the podcast before, when we have a lot of anxiety, when we experience a lot of anxiety, that part of our brain, the amygdala, is actually going to increase. And when the amygdala is increased, it's going to be naturally more prone to look for things that are stressful. It's going to be more alert to the perceived threat. So someone who has grown up with this, with a lot of stress, with a lot of anxiety, with a lot of thinking that they always have to be do, 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 or it could be like from domestic abuse, it could be like, it could be loads of different things. And especially in this society where we are so trained to do more, to do another homework task, to do another after school activity, to you know, be like, do more things, more things are better, sleep when you're dead, hustle, grind, all that stuff. When we've been brought up in that environment, well, what's going to happen? Just like when you use the bicep a lot in the gym, that muscle is going to grow. So the amygdala grows, it, it will be, like I said, more alert, more um, open to threats, look for more threats because it thinks that it's so big now, you must be very stressed, you must be in a very dangerous position. So it's only really natural what's happening to you, right? So I wanted to first talk a little bit about addictions because I think that it, sometimes it can be hard to understand that or to comprehend the thought of that a thought can be an addiction that you for example can be addicted to your thoughts that you can feel like um you know that that you can feel like well why would I be addicted to this like that's silly um like why would I be addicted to feeling like shit like why would I be addicted to self-sabotage I know it's not good for me I know that I shouldn't be feeling like that I shouldn't be doing what I these these things but I still always do this like how can that be an addiction like isn't an addiction just a like 
drug or an alcohol or um, sex or something like that. Like, yeah, sure, these are, are addictions as well. But the signs of addictions can also be related to anxiety, to having trained yourself to feeling anxious and making that your new normal. So let's go over four signs of addictions. Built up tolerance. For example, if you're addicted to drama, to stress, to anxiety, you might notice that you need to gossip more, that you need to work more, that you need to do more to get that same effect and feeling like you are feeling okay, you're feeling good. So this could also be this was me, for example. I was like, oh, I really feel relaxed when I watch really scary stuff like thrillers and read really scary books and um, podcasts about like murders and stuff. That makes me relaxed. Does it though? How the hell does that relax someone? What it actually did was it created an external resp- response that matched my internal so because I was feeling chaotic on the inside, I wanted to watch something or listen to something that was also chaotic that matched that response. And that made me feel calm or in my head calm because it was exactly what it wasn't a mismatch. Whilst when I was laying, for example, getting a massage, I was stressing out because the environment outside was so calm. It didn't match what was going on in my head internally. So that's why it might feel really overwhelming to meditate or get a massage or go for a walk without your phone because that's a relaxing activity and it doesn't match what's going on inside of you. This is because you have, this is basically a withdrawal syndrome, which is number two, that you feel like you need to create more stress when you are in a calm situation. Another example of this could be that you're out for a walk and all of a sudden you start getting really frustrated with people walking slowly ahead of you. Like, why can they fucking move? Or that you've been on a date with a guy and everything was so, so good and he's amazing and everything's fine. And then you start thinking about, oh, but what about like when he went to the toilet and he went for like, it wasn't that a little bit long. Like maybe he was texting another girl at the time. Like maybe he's actually seeing someone else. And then you stress yourself out about a date that you felt perfectly happy with when you came home. It could also be that you are friends with someone and you feel like, well, there's two things here. You can feel like they are slipping away because you feel like you're not gossiping as much anymore. So you feel like, well, we have nothing in common because like they're so calm. They just want to, they want peace and they're like, they're getting a bit boring. That's because they're not matching your chaotic energy. So what you want to do there? or if you're addicted to this, is that you create more gossip. You create more drama because you need someone to match that. So you draw people in who also like gossip, who also like drama, because that matches what's going on inside of you. So then you feel more connected. So I'm sure a lot of you are like, what the hell? This is crazy. But another withdrawal symptom could be that you create problems that aren't there. Well, I mean, that's similar to the dating one. But for example, you could be laying in bed and you think you're feeling relaxed or you're trying to relax. And all of a sudden you start thinking about that friend that you haven't heard of from for 10 years. And like, what actually happened between the two of you? Like, why does she not like you anymore? Why did she decide to end that friendship? Boom. Problem created that wasn't even there. And you're probably going to wake up the next morning feeling like, what the hell? Why did I create this problem? Could be um, another sign of addiction. Number three. You don't care about social consequences. You don't care that you make a big deal out of a party. Like if you're sitting down and you're feeling 
bored and you decide to throw a tantrum, you decide to get really angry at your partner, you decide to make a big deal out of yourself and get attention on you, but and you don't care that anyone's going to think you're silly. Like, oh, that's none of their problem. Like, they're just boring. That's why no one, you know, that's why no one can relate to me. That's you being addicted to the drama. That's you being addicted to always having people around you who match that high frequency or it's not even high frequency it's just the same frequency as you are because the stress is a different frequency from being at peace from being content from being happy but what we tend to because we have created this response to stress as something familiar we will mistake that as happy as content because it's something that we have created in our mind as something that we want because it's something that we've trained ourselves to do um, it could be like when you on this point with addiction that don't care about social consequences, it could also be things like you are at a party and you're having a good time and all of a sudden you're like, I need to go home and binge because you're having a good time. You're being present and that doesn't feel normal. That doesn't feel like you. That doesn't feel like stress and anxiousness. Like that doesn't feel like something that you're used to feeling. So you want to create more stress for yourself by binge eating, by doing something that creates drama, by causing an argument, by having a fight with someone. Because you want that. You don't care that people are going to get mad at you. You don't care that you're going to hurt someone's feeling because all that you care about is getting that kick, getting that boost of stress hormones released so that your brain is like, ah, okay, I feel I feel good now because... I am getting this delicious cocktail of stress hormones that I'm used to getting on a regular basis. Your brain's going to want that. Same thing with any addiction. Uh, Lastly, occupies your energy and attention. So it's constantly on your mind. You're constantly thinking about, oh, who am I going to gossip about next? Oh my God, I wonder what's happening with that guy. Oh, I, I need to do more in my business. Or what other idea could I do with my business? Or what else can I do today? What else can I, like, can I record another podcast? Can I create another piece of content? Can I reply to another client? Can I get another client? Like something that I, I notice in myself and I notice in so many other coaches is they, they can't sit still. It's like, you're getting a massage and you've created four different new businesses in your head. Like <laughs> this just happened to me all the time. I used to say that I don't like massages because I'd hate sitting still. Why do you hate sitting still? Like sitting still is such a normal thing. It's boring. Yeah, sure. But why is boring bad? Well, it's bad because it's not what's normal for you. What's normal for you, what's, what was normal for me, was always doing things, was to always be stressed, was to always feel anxious, was to always feel a little bit uneasy. Like, always felt like something was wrong. Like if everything was going well in my in my world, I'd always feel like something's going to happen. Something's going to drop. Like something bad is going to happen now. Life is too good. That is a sign that you have been become addicted to feeling anxious, to feeling, to being stuck in this drama cycle where you're constantly just creating more drama for yourself. You're creating more anxiety because you can't sit with the feeling of just being. So I hope that that was helpful, or I mean, maybe not helpful, but at least that it was a little bit of an eye opener for you, because I noticed this so much in myself, and it's something that I really started noticing in the last few weeks that, wow, like life is really good. Why am I then creating a problem? Like I sign a new client. Why do I now feel like, oh, but I didn't sign two. Why can't I just be happy with one? 
Why can't I just celebrate that and be happy and not feel like I have to work harder? Why can't I just sit by the pool and chill? Why do I feel like I have to do more work? Why do I feel like I'm sitting with my friend and I have to think about something to say? Why can't I just sit there? It's because I created this anxiety in my head and I became addicted to it. I became addicted to having a lot of drama in my life. I became addicted to that feeling of something always goes wrong. So what can you then do when you become aware of this? If you like, when I'm saying all these things and you're like, oh my God, Ellen, yes, this is literally me. I can't sit still. I create, I heard this really good quote the other day. It was, I blow out the birthday candle with a fire hose. I make a big deal out of everything. Or I'm sure that at least you have a person in your life that does that because we all do. (laughs) The first step is becoming aware of this pattern. So where is this playing out for you? Because most of the time, like I wasn't aware of this for so long. I just thought that's just how I am. I am just an anxious person. I'm just a person who can't sit still. I'm just a person who has a million things going at once. And yeah, sure, that's fine as well to be like that. Like I said, some stress in your life isn't bad. But when you become so addicted to it that you feel like shit when you don't have that, but that you feel uneasy when life is not like that, that's a problem. Because chronic stress is so bad for you. So yeah, like I said, the first step is becoming aware of this pattern. So is it true that that guy went to the toilet to text another girl? Like, why would you believe that? What in his other actions are actually speaking for that's what he did? Is it true that your friend is boring because she isn't on this crazy like frequency and she wants to gossip about all these people or she wants to like do all of these things straight away? Like, is that true that she's not bo- that she's boring now, or is it more that you can't just sit in her company and enjoy that? You feel like you have to bring the mood. You feel like you have to be the entertainer, the the person who brings in the craziness, the drama. Is it true that? The only way you can self-soothe is to binge. Or can you actually do other things when you're feeling a bit stressed, when you're feeling a bit sad, when you're feeling a bit bored? What do, what happens if you don't act on that thought? If you don't act on the thought that oh, people are so annoying, that, oh my God, everyone's just driving so slow today. What happens if you just go, what am I in a rush for? Why do I have to get frustrated with this? What happens if you, when you're thinking, oh, I need to do more work, I need to do more, I have to start another business, or oh, this is a great idea. What happens if you just go, you know what, I can see that that's there. I don't have to do it right now. If it was a good enough idea, it will still be there tomorrow. And tomorrow I will schedule out when I'm going to work. And if this idea is still there tomorrow, I will do that then. But I don't have to do it right now. And I can go back to this relaxing massage or meditation and I can focus on that. What happens if you, when you are starting to overthink about the things that happened 10 years ago, what happens if you just decide to let that go and come back to the now and come back to the present? You can't change what you're not aware of. But by becoming aware, you can meet this with curiosity. Why is this here? Is this actually true or is this just my brain's way of trying to encourage me to go back to that addictive pattern, to those anxious thoughts and create anxiety and a problem where there is actually a problem? And how can I then change this 
by having compassion for myself. Maybe I do need to go for a walk. Maybe I do need to go for an ice bath. Maybe I do need to move my body somehow. You know, one of the big differences between animals and humans is if something stressful happens to an animal, it will literally shake off. Like, if you ever seen a dog being in a fight or being hit by something, it will shake and then it will keep running or walking or lay down or whatever. Humans, we take that stress and we internalize it and we hold on to it because we're like, no, I can't let go. I can't show anyone my emotions. I can't show anyone how I'm truly feeling. So I'm just going to suppress and suppress and suppress. And then that stress is going to go away. That emotion is still going to be there. If someone says something mean to you, something upsets you, if you're truly sad or upset or angry or whatever, it's going to be there until it's done being felt. And by not feeling it, you are creating more stress. You are creating more anxiety. You're keeping yourself stuck in this cycle. So something that you can actually do that has been proven to work is to shake your body. This is something that is actually, it's called a somatic practice to relieve that instant anxiety, that stress, have a little shake and follow that body up approach. So sometimes we have to calm the body first before we can access the mind. So this could be walking, exercise, doing a little shake. It could be tapping. It could be giving yourself a hug or hugging someone else or an animal. And then we can start addressing it. Is this actually a pattern that I want to keep doing? Is this actually something that's true for me? And how can I change it? And how can I become aware of where this is playing up? So guys, I hope that that was helpful. I hope that was insightful for you. And as usual, please make sure you do share these episodes on your stories. I love, like, honestly, it's my favorite thing ever when you reach out and say that you've listened. So please, please, please do that. Um, I also wanted to remind you that the Empowered Woman Intake is closing very, very soon. We are going into December. So, you know, if you are someone who tends to binge Around Christmas time, if you tend to binge around, you know, on the holiday season, this is when you've self-sabotage, you know, if it gives you anxiety, just thinking about meeting like Auntie Karen's, you know, judgmental look or the comments she's going to make and you're like, how the hell am I going to go through this again? Well, this program is for you because this is going to give you that support that you need during this holiday season. Like I'm still working. The girls, the group chat is still open. People will still be there, be able to support you. And you'll also be given the tools and the workbooks and the videos to be able to do this yourself and become truly empowered and take that power back from those thoughts that have been controlling your life for so long. So if you wanted to join the 4th of December intake, we actually start next week. Well, when this podcast is out. And if you are too late, then send me a message and let's have a chat about how you can reserve a spot for January. Thanks you guys for listening. And yeah, like I said, please make sure you do take a screenshot. You share it on your stories. Let me know what you thought. Let me know if you resonated with this. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Guys, I also really just want to pop in here really, 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 really quick. Because this is your absolute last chance ever to get the Empowered Woman for $39 a week. Like, this is a fucking bargain. <laughs> 
<laughs> if I say so myself. You get weekly group calls where you get coached by me in the calls every single week. Plus, you get the Empowered Woman modules, which are weekly educational modules released every single week in the hub with workbooks. And you get journal prompts and you get access to the Empowered Woman community, which is a group channel where the girls are literally posting every single day, supporting each other, sharing and just having the best like this is the girl group that you need if you feel lonely. So if you want support over Christmas, like I know this is the, the hardest time for most people. That's why I made the intake the 4th of December, because I know how much people struggle during this period. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to have support so that you can have a guilt-free and binge-free Christmas. If you want to join, please make sure you reach out ASAP so you don't miss out because next year the prices will go up when I add in the, the extra modules. If you look this price in now you'll have this price for life so i'll see you in the empowered woman hub